0: Hey, this is Dusty Otis. Welcome to the Living Redefined Podcast. This is a place where we discuss modern-day topics and attack them with biblical truths. The goal that we have is just to make daily decisions based on morality and integrity. I want to help you move forward in your faith, and I hope that today helps you do that. Enjoy the message. What is up? Welcome back to Church Online. My name is Dusty Otis, talking about what a FaceTime with God actually translates to in our hearts. And so we must bring the church where we live, we're talking about loving your neighbor. If you could say it out loud with me, it'd be amazing. Which means we have to take the church into our community. So then be where we're at, right? I'ma be where I'm at, old movie quote. Be the church where you are. So that, that means we just became Amazon, right? And so the church is to be the social service delivery system for our community, which means we deliver to the doorsteps of the people within our community, which provides the avenue for community transformation right? And so then that all starts with us. It starts in our homes first, right? That starts with me. That's that face. That's that meaningful FaceTime with God, which changed my life. Now I become salt and I become light, right? I bring life and energy where I'm at. And because I am that, I'm that in my marriage. I'm that as a parent, I'm that to my neighbor. And as I love my neighbor, that neighbor loves their neighbor, right? And then now we're loving our street. And because we're loving our street, we're loving our block because we're loving our block. We're loving our community, loving our community, loving our city, right? It's a progression. By the way, here's what I want to say. Uncertainty in the future has nothing to do with loving people right now, right? And so as a church, we must move forward. People are counting on us. And, and now more than ever, and they wouldn't say that they know that, but they need us. They need us. And so you would say, oh, wait a second. So FaceTime turns into love. Yeah. For God to love the world that he gave you his only son. Once you realize that, that's huge. That's called salvation. You accept that. You receive it. Jesus becomes your Savior and your Lord. You actually start living your life, right? As an example of him, that happens through a daily FaceTime with God. And so then, now you understand what the whole thing is about, right? Oh, there's, t- there's rules and commandments and, and principles and all that stuff. God said in Matthew 22, 37 39, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's that daily FaceTime. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Loving yourself is believing who God says you are. That should happen in a FaceTime. Understand the principles and the promises that God has given you. So because the church has been uniquely, we want to love our neighbor because the church has been uniquely called to impact our society for good by leading with positive values and beliefs and providing a higher quality of life in our area. That's what we do. So it's our responsibility as the church to be the thermostat for society. Follow me here. So then, Society should be the thermometer reading the influence of the church. Man, we've got it way backwards, right? So then if society is reading chaos, it's because that is what the thermostat is set to by the church. We, the church, are the influencers. We bring God's point of view where we are. We are the conscience of the culture. We should be anyway. Our responsibility is to deliver to society what God has to say about every subject. It's not to mimic or to copy or ignore or to repeat what society does. It's to deliver what God says about every subject. So then we are to set the bar. We are to set the bar, not limbo under it as it continues to drop. Acts 20:35 will give you a little bit of this. And I have been a constant example is what it says of how you can help those in need. Example, need and give is what I want you to highlight here. I have been a constant example of how you can help those in need by working hard. You should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It is more blessed to give than to receive, right? And so then the example is what? Lead. Words and actions. It's called integrity. Let them align. Let them align. Be who you say you are. Let what you do match what you say. Have some integrity. In need. Who is in need? Everybody. What do they need? The gospel. They need Jesus Christ, right? And then to give is better than to receive. What are we giving? We're giving love. We're giving time. It's why we are the delivery system. We are the delivery system. And so congratulations. You now work for Amazon, Amazon for Jesus, right? James two 14 through 17 says, what good is it? My brothers, if someone says he has faith, but you can't see it, can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled without giving them the things that, that they need. What good is that? So also by faith itself, if it does not have action, it is dead. If I can't see it, it's head knowledge. No action is no good at all, right? Faith without follow through is dead is essentially what they're saying. Laney came in the other day. She had this kindness sticker and, and man, <laughs> I don't even want to get on that. She had this kindness sticker and, and I was writing and I said, hey, so said, what's that sticker says? She says, she says, kindness. And I said, what is kindness, Lainey, without love? And she said, it isn't. It isn't. It's random at best. That's true. Did it, isn't it? Kindness is a fruit. The root is love. The root is love. So we must begin following through, which means country club church is over. People need you to contribute to their life. They're in your circle. You have influenced them for a reason. And this is what it means to be the church. So the Sunday gathering is not, is not where we grow. It's where we come and be refreshed, recharged, re We celebrate what God's doing through the body in our community, right? And so all churches, no matter their size, can impact their community. And that's what we should be doing. And what we must understand, though, is social issues cannot be solved simply with social help. Social issues cannot be solved with social help because their root is often spiritual in nature. So in the end, establishing and nurturing relationships in the community serves as a bridge for people to get back to the local church. Get back, not give back, get to the local church. Why? So they can find Jesus. I saw it in you, he met me here. And more times than not, he meets you on the street. They might not recognize it though, right? Galatians 6.10 says this, therefore as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Now, you can't assume that everybody believes, okay? But in my opinion, what I know is God created the heavens and the earth and he created man and woman and he made them in his image. So we are all God's children, right? God gave life to everyone, right? Now, some believe and some don't and the the believers should be the example for those who don't, not the reason that they don't, right? And so then, it's on, uh, it's on us to help as many as we can. And by help, how we help as many as we can is we start the ones that we know. We start with the ones that we know. We start with the ones who are closest to us. How do we do that? Talked it already. Matthew 22, 37 through, I'm going to hit you with 40 this time. 37 through 9 says, it's, it, hey, all, everything aside, the one thing you do is love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. Here's what verse 40 says All of the commandments. And demands of the prophets stem from these two laws and are fulfilled if you obey them. What if, if you love God with everything you have and love your neighbors yourself, he says, the other eight, Jesus said this, the other eight are automatic. It just falls into place. Keep only these two and you will find that you are obeying all the others. What does this mean? It means that we should do for one person what we wish we could do for everyone and we feel this, and we feel the weight of everyone, we feel the burden of like, man, the world is going this way and it's going this way fast, so just take cover, hold up, right? No, 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 we're not gonna take cover, we're actually gonna go and be who we're supposed to be in society because they need us, because we should be the ones bringing it, right? Because if we did for one what we wish we could do for everyone, it would slowly begin to change the world. And if not, and if not, let's just say, well, Those are high hopes, right? It would certainly change one person's world. And if that one person did for one, over time, over time, we'd see it. Matthew 25, 40 is so good about this. It says, whatever you do for for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. That's the best pregame speech I've ever heard. I'm ready right now, right? Whatever you do for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you do for me. Wait a second. So when I go and I go with God and I'm an example of who he is and I do for one, I'm doing for him. Ready, go. And we all go, right? So it starts with one and it begins with you. It begins with you. Our road to influence in our community is having a spiritual presence where we live. Everyone doing for one, right? First Peter 4.10 says, God has given you each A variety of his great, a great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Now, yes, there are gifts. You have them. But before we start taking tests and and manipulating and picking the ones that we like, we need to understand that the greatest gift that we have is Jesus. And when God put his spirit in you, that empowers you to go and be. It's not about, well, I'll get there one day, or as soon as I get this done, or if I only pay this bill off, or only get, you know, this off my record. It's not that. It's not that. You have the greatest gift already with Jesus. And so the mission of transforming our communities begins with the individual's belief in Proverbs 23, 7, which says it's a foundational truth. As a man thinks, so he is. I've talked to you about this This has been my, my theme for the year so far. And for clarity, what Proverbs 23, 7 is saying is one's behavior is controlled by one's thoughts. So if one's thought life is changed, the person is changed, right? And changed individuals transform families and transform families, transform communities or restore communities, however you want to look at it. Individual people are changed and communities are transformed when people invest in others, when people do for one. And when they do for one, they help them look beyond what they currently see. So as we the church do this, right? It gives people a glimpse of what their life and community can be like with Jesus, with Jesus. And so here's your action step for today. I'm going to put it right in the middle. The question is this, how can you invest in one to help them see life beyond their current circumstance? So it's not a yeah, but it's both in. Yeah, that's happening, but God's greater. Let's go. Let's go. Here's why Ephesians 1, 11 and 12 says this in Christ, This is 10 in Christ it is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. He had his eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and every one and every one in this, we need to understand that many believers don't make the connection between Sunday and Monday. They compartmentalize their lives, and they think, I've got a spiritual life, and I've got this secular life, and most of the time it's like this, right? It's like this, like this, right? My spiritual life is when I read the Bible, it's when I pray, it's when I go to church, it's when I do good for others or for the one. That's my spiritual life. It's over there. And that's in one compartment. And then in the other compartment, this is my secular life, Right? In my secular life, is, I go to work, I've got my career, my job, my business decisions, my finances, my pension plan, and everything that's in my secular life is over there. There's a lot of money there, over there, right? And God says, "Now, nah, that's wrong. All of life is spiritual. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. God created you to be before he created you to do. You're a human being, not a human doing. And so what you need to know is the word secular isn't in the Bible. Your whole life matters to God. Your whole life matters to God. He is just as interested in your work as he is in your prayer because it's his love through you that makes the difference in other people's lives. It's him through you. And so the reality is your relationship with God is is always on. It's a full-time commitment. Okay, again, you can't go to your spouse and say, "Honey, I'm 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 going to only act married when I'm at home, right? Good luck. I'm not even going to go there. You know better. But a lot of people do that. Oh, that's my married life, right? I have people I know who have work wives. No, you don't. There's no such thing as a work wife, OK? That's inappropriate, like, to the max. I don't care if it's a joke or not. That opens the door to something so much worse, right? And so I can't only go to heaven and go, hey, man, hey, I'm only going to act married when I'm here. And when I'm out, I'm going to take this off, OK? And, and you wouldn't be you like, there's a ring here, right? People would know, so that's even worse, right? I can't do that. The fact is, all of your life is important to God, so you can't separate your Christianity, your belief in God, and your work. Just as you can't separate your Christianity from your life or your, or your, <laughs> your wedding ring from your marriage, right? Your why has to be connected to a hoot at who? Your why has to be connected to who? At the root, your who is God. It's that daily interaction. It's that face time with God we've been talking about. He's the one who reveals these things to you, right? That's how you go further. You go further because you're rooted deeper. So you're going higher, not wider, right? Our reason or your reason is to get a who to where. So then intentionally loving your neighbor as you love yourself helps you focus on your relationships And it gets you and it keeps you from sitting solo through a church service going, ah, that's no good preacher. Or that's a good good sermon preacher, right? The reality is this sermon, and it's probably going to be 30 minutes, I would assume, is only 30 minutes of 168 hours in your week. So then it doesn't happen here. It happens when you shut this off and go, right? This is why we give from our heart. This is why and what it's going to take to reach our community. It's going to take us connecting with our heart to who God is, right? We should have God's heart for people. It can be tough, right? Cause people are people, man, but our treasure is people, right? Matthew 6, 10 teaches us how to pray. Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. And we want people's lives here on earth to be as they are in heaven. So we invest in eternity. Why? There's way better return of interest, return of interest in that, right? The treasure is when you die. I don't want to talk about that. Well, well, we're storing up treasure right now, whether we like it or not. Some's bigger, some smaller. Why do we do that? It's Matthew six, twenty one. It's treasure in heaven. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moss and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where moss and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That's verse twenty one. What that says to me is where you put your money, that's where your heart follows your heart follows where your money goes. That's real truth. And so very simply God's treasure is people. That's why he gave us his son, Jesus, our treasures, people. That's why we love our neighbor. That's why we do for one. Our why is to get a who to a where, to get somebody to heaven, right? And to be used for that is called significance. It's the most incredible thing you'll ever be on the face of the earth. Now, People in heaven have the most worth. That's why we give. We send treasure ahead. It's people. It's not money. You want money. It's not money. It's people. That's how we invest in eternity. Way better ROI, remember. So love your neighbor means this. We give three things. We give our time. We give our talent. And we give our treasure. That's finances. And we give it in three places. Our city, our community, which is our circle. It's who we have, right? And our church. Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Love your neighbor means we value people. We do for one. So let's go back to the big group now, the body, the church. We know the church is the bride of Christ. We know this. So we are his most prized possession, right? And the church is all of us, newest to oldest, uh, freshest to, to saltiest, right? And so we tend to assume that means that that, as we're out in the community or as we're at work or we're in the hallway we're in two-way traffic right and it's just two-way and we like to kind of pick and choose who we believe god wants to influence through us not him not him it's almost like there's this b- the the median comes and said two-way traffic now we got two-way divided right now i'm going to slip over here just a little bit right N- now 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 and and when we find the time is right we kind of slip over really, hey man And that's not how it's designed to be. Really, we are a through street. I don't know if you've ever seen a through street sign. They don't exist, because the only thing you're ever going to know is when it's not a through street, it's going to tell you, not a through street, right? But if the through street did exist, it would just be one arrow, it would be one way, and it would be an arrow up, right? And it's crazy how the arrow up is also uh, the sign for go or to move forward, right? And so that's really what the Great Commission is, going to all the world and make disciples. And so, by the way, did you know in traffic, Progressive, did a, uh, Progressive Auto did a study, 52% of all car accidents occur within five miles of a person's home. 77% of those occur within 15 minutes or 15 miles or less. Why is that? I can drive thousands, hundreds, hundreds of miles But, what does it say? 52% of accidents occur within five miles of a person's home. 77% occur within 15 miles or less. Familiarity. It's because of familiarity. We know too well. About the time I hit those streets, I know. I ease up and I get too comfortable, right? It's the same reason that we stop loving people. We assume they have it. They already know. They know who I am. They know I. They know I, uh, I'm a believer. They know I'm a Christian. They know I love Jesus, right? And we assume, but seeing isn't believing. You know that from the Bible, right? Seeing isn't believing. And believing isn't being, right? We have to get what we know from our head to our heart. And a lot of people get think they go, well, uh, yeah, I got it from my head to my heart, and and I still sit on the couch. Well, that's no different than keep it in your head, because if you're not active. Right. It's about follow through. we got to get it from our head to our heart and from our heart to our hands where there's action. Right. So to reach our community, we want you to leverage what we already have, what I already have. Relationships. Who do you know? Who knows you? Right. And we we're going to leverage the relationships and the resources that we have for heaven's sake. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in, on earth as it is in heaven for heaven's sake, not for ours. And so I'm going to close with this. This is Genesis 12:1 and 2. This is the call of Abram, and I believe it's really the call of the church. It's the call of Dusty, it's the call of Mike, and Heather, and Anne, and Max, and, and Candace. It's the call of everybody, right? It's the call of Abraham. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, go, go out from your country, go from your relatives, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Then I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and I will make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you. I will curse so that all the families on the earth who all the families on the earth may receive blessings through you. Hashtag influence, right? And so you, you the church are the best vehicle through which we find the necessary elements to achieve, the purpose of social and community restoration. You are the thermostat. You are the thermostat to, to button up what we read in Genesis there, the call of Abram. Matthew 20 to 18, we go New Testament now. Go into all the world and make disciples, and I will be with you wherever you go. Now that we have the Spirit of God, He will be with us wherever we go. Many of our community issues, here's the thing, many of our community issues are ethical, and moral at their foundation. And the church, when active, when active is, is like the there, represents the most natural social service agency in the world to address these issues. That's who the church is. The church is love in action. We call it compassion, and it's based on the Bible's definition, not society's. It's not a random act of kindness. It's called compassion, it's rooted in love, And that's the church in action. That's the body. That's us in action, which means you being the church provide a way by how you live that affects those watching you. And it changes how people think, which ultimately determines how they live. Your influence with others starts with them seeing it in you. It is why. It is why a good example has twice the value of good advice. Why? Integrity. It's not just words, it's action. We, the church, should be involved in every area of the community. There are people here. You have a place. You have influence. You could have a seat at the table if you wanted. Go get your seat. Go get our seat. Go get it. The reason we don't see change is because we, the church, talking all these road sign terminologies, have become a cul de sac everything gets bottled up in one place it sits it gets stagnant it's not flowing out it becomes a dead end it's not a through street right and we've stopped flowing as the church and society is hurting right the church was designed to be a through street full go where people gain access and they pass through and the speed limit is set to 45 or 25 in your neighborhood not 80 because we should be moving slow in our community because we're all under construction, right? Just like that caution sign, slow up, slow up. Reality is as God gives us the church favor and blessings, we should then be passing them onto the community. We shouldn't be hoarding. Well, it's been a while since I've had a blessing, so I'm going to keep that one. No, no. As God gives, we give. It comes through us. The church should add value to people, and create a positive influence that leads others. That leads others. Here's what Jeremiah 29:7 says. Says, seek the peace and prosperity of the community you are in. Pray for its welfare because as it prospers, so will you. Don't be a hoarder. Don't be a hoarder. When the church gets strategically involved in society and community, God's blessings flow into that community. Positive outcomes happen. Then we start to hear the good news because we are being the good news. We hear the good news because we're being the good news. I'm ready for good news, right? And so this is why I'm convinced that we the church need to function the way that God created the church to function, right? Which is being the church. Love God with everything you have, that great consistent FaceTime creates depth, growth, discipleship. You become a follower, a believer, you're stronger. Now we can go out and love your neighbor as yourself. Loving our neighbor is really about engagement. It's really about engagement. It's about being the church. Being the church. When we engage, it means three things. It means three things, and we have to keep these in focus. Churched people will be renewed. That's Psalm 51.10. De-churched people that have walked away will be restored. That's Psalms 51.12. And the unchurched will receive. That's John three sixteen and 17. Love your neighbor means we won't be the last generation of the church. Love your neighbor means we aren't holding out or holding on until the end or for dear life, but we're the ones who are willing to be the solution because society needs us, our community needs us, our circle needs us. We're called to impart the gospel, not to entertain people, right? Impart means to pass on, to relay, to be so, to lend, to provide be salt and be light so then who do you know that's close to you but far from God they need you do for one do for one here's the takeaway the church is the vehicle you are the engine with no engine we are stranded in a cul-de-sac I can't say any more important than that let's function Let's function the way God intended so people can see Jesus in you, so they can find Jesus, so God can build a bridge from your heart to theirs, and he can walk right across it. That's why. That's why we love our neighbor. That's what it means to be engaged with God and to be an example of him, is to go and be salt and light where you are. Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity, Lord, to share this super important message about who you've called us to be because of our growth and our intention and our time with you. Thank you, Lord, for loving every person who can hear my voice, whether they be here or on podcast. Thanks, Lord, for the technology of online church, for we can do this because of what's available to us. Thank you for these amazing resources that we have, Lord. Thank you for those who have heard your voice today and your plan for them. Help them to be proactive, to be bold and confident, to walk in it today, Lord. I love you, and I thank you for the opportunity we've had to meet today. Thank you for what you're going to do in our lives this week because we gathered. We love you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, super glad you're here. Next uh, week, we're going to start a a new new teaching series. And this uh, today, actually, live at the Grove, Dennis Murphy is going to share his story of his FaceTime moment with God. And so do not miss that. Um, It's going to be super awesome. 10 a.m. Mountain Standard. Time now, I pray the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation the knowledge of him. I pray the perception of your mind would be enlightened so that you know what his hope, his calling, and his purpose are for you and the great things he has in store for you. Go, have a great week. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. A huge thanks to those of you who support our ministry. You make what we get to do in Michigan, Oklahoma, Texas, and Colorado possible. With those weekly outreaches to our hospital heroes and public servicemen and women, it's a big deal to get to do that and to support the people who are caring for our communities. And so go ahead and click the link in the description to become a partner, or you can visit livefreedefined.com to click the giving link. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to like and subscribe or share it with a friend. Thanks again for being here today. God bless you.